kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Through 25 seasons, hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Well, our first guest came all the way from England for their first visit to the United States. Back home in Britain, they've captured the hearts of millions who have followed their extraordinary story. The headline read, Could you be our new mom? Children in a heartbreaking plea. A British newspaper featured a very unusual appeal. Kids and dog for hire. Life-term contract. Sad gets need not apply. Ten-year-old twins, Lauren and Ashton Mills, whose 43-year-old mother, Toby, is dying of cancer, were advertising for new parents to care for them after she dies. Toby, who is a single mother, is desperate to find her children a new home. She has no family of her own, and although friends are rallying around her, none are in a position to adopt the twins. Their plea received an overwhelming response. Thousands of potential families have come forward. Please welcome Toby Mills to our show. Toby. I think for any parent who recognizes that there is a potential for them not being here to take care of their children, that the great horror is who will take care of my child? Panic. 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 And when you realized you were sick, is that one of the first things you thought of? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I was first told about the liver cancer, my immediate response was, oh, God, I hope I'm going to live to see them grow independent of me. But it soon became clear I wasn't going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And the cancer is in your liver? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's getting worse gradually. Mm -hmm. You say you sometimes dream about dying. I do, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. And you think it's your subconscious preparing you for...? Yeah. It's you... quite a peaceful dream. Really? Yeah. Do you fear it at all? No, I don't fear dying. Because it's a gradual thing, I think I'm going to get there slowly. Mm -hmm. It's a journey, mm -hmm. a long journey. Do you feel 
in some ways that at least you have preparation time. Yeah, I'm yeah. pleased about that. I would hate to be knocked down by a bus. Mm -hmm. Because at least now you get to think about. Yeah. Why the idea of putting an ad in the paper for the children? Basically because we were running out of time pretty quick. I was told I only had three months if I didn't have treatment. So I had the treatment to buy me some more time. And we needed to move on very quickly mm -hmm. to find somebody appropriate. For us. We said in the Tate piece, there are friends who are rallying around you who support yeah. you. You yeah. do have people to do that. Yeah, I do But they that. say, I can't take your children. No, that's right. Nobody's in a position to do that. Mm -hmm. And so what do you want for your children? I want a family who parented before, but hopefully the children have grown up and left home, so they've got time to spend with Ashton and Lauren. Mm -hmm. Probably somebody of an academic background that can support them into what they want to do mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the future. And somebody who's really going to listen to them, because they've got a tough job ahead of them, a really tough job. And they need people around them that's going to hear them. Mm -hmm. What do you think you've given them in the 10 years you've had? The opportunity to say what they feel and don't hold back. An understanding of other people and being able to listen to other people where they're coming from too. Mm -hmm. And being able to express how they feel. That's one of the biggest things, I think. Before the show, I talked to them, to 10-year-old, their twins, Ashton and Lauren, who have shown tremendous courage as their mother nears the end of her life. And here's a little bit of what they had to say. So what do you want your new family to be like? Somebody that can cook mom's spaghetti. That can cook mm. your mom's spaghetti, yeah. And that cares about us, really. And that cares about you. Give us independence when we need it. And give you independence when you need it. And help when we need it. And help when you need it. So we can talk to when we're feeling unhappy. And someone you can talk to when you're feeling unhappy. Would there be other kids in the family? No. no. You don't want any other kids? No. Just the two of you? No. Okay. Well, if there was like 17 or 18, that's If okay. they were older? Yeah. Okay. But you don't want younger kids? Don't want to deal with that? No. Okay. So you want somebody who just wants to take... You guys at this age, Lauren and Ashton, and you're 10? Yeah. And someone who will accept your dog? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, the dog's a part of the family. Yeah. yeah. What kind of dog? Spaniel. Spaniel. Name? Lacey. Lacey. Gotta have Lacey. So it's Ashton, Lauren, Lacey. Yeah. You come as a package. Yeah. yeah. That's the deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but do you think you'll be okay? Well, I don't think it will be okay, but I think we'll manage, I suppose. You think you'll manage? Yeah. You think you'll be okay? Yeah. You will? Yeah. Well, I hope you get a new good mom. You'll never be able to really replace the one you have, but I hope you get a really good one, somebody that really cares about you, adores you, just adores you. <laughs> I'm hoping that happens for you. And you're hoping the same? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. What have you learned from this experience? I heard you used to be a big procrastinator. Oh, terrible. I yeah. would always put off till tomorrow if I didn't have to make a decision today. I don't do that anymore. I still give myself thinking time, but um, I go for it very, very big now. I heard you gave up small talk too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got time for that. Mm -hmm. there, there are, <laughs> I want to get to real issues and real, real feelings with people. Cause, um, I haven't got the time to mess about. And you recognize, too, that you're never going to hear any worse news than you're going to die. No, not really. Uh-huh. 
So mm. you then make the best of every other day. That's, that's right. Because that's as bad as it gets. That's as bad as it gets, yeah. yeah. There's no point in wallowing in self-pity, though, mm -hmm. because that's a waste of time. It's like hate. It's a negative emotion. You've got to look for the positives in it. When one of Toby's last wishes made the front page of the newspaper in England, Richard Branson, the millionaire owner of Virgin Records and Virgin Airlines and many others, stepped up and paid for her dream to come true. And what was that dream? To swim with dolphins. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I had to do that before I died. It was a wonderful experience. They're so big. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was really surprised at how big dolphins are and, and the feel of their skin. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like touching a wet welly. <laughs> and did it fulfill the expectation? Oh, yes, yeah. There was, there was one guy called Fonzie. He was a alpha male, and he just kept kissing me all the time. Really? Yeah. You said that you went bowling. You'd never been bowling before. That's right. And I said, well, if I, if I only had a few months to live, I don't know if bowling would be on the list of things, <laughs> things to do. And I said, did it live up to the expectation? You're just oh, trying new no, things. Just trying new things, yeah. Yeah. Bowling. You've got to do it all. You're going to do it all? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Are you going to leave like a memory book for the children? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have memory books that need filling in rather quickly, but I, I want some help doing that. So. Um, yeah. You want to start a parent organization? I do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I think that everybody's been touched by the story is that Ashton and Lauren and I really communicate and I want to bring that to everybody else if I can. And where I live in Blackwood Leaves, it's quite, quite socially deprived mm. and parents don't really know how to listen. So the legacy I'd like to leave is some communication classes and we want to call it, who said kids were easy? Right, <laughs> right. You said to them the hardest thing that you have to do, that you don't fear dying, but the, you regret having to leave them behind. Of course, that's the hardest job I'm ever going to do in my life. Yeah, I can prepare for me, but I can't prepare for them. Mm -hmm. That's out of my control. And so you all are doing what families say they want to do, is that is spend more time together. Quality time, yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, we do that. We talk a lot, we laugh a lot, we cry sometimes too. And they don't like it when I get grumpy. <laughs> you found a parent? Have you found someone? Yeah, we found... It's looking good. It's mm -hmm. looking good. It's very early at the moment to be too optimistic, but um, it feels right for us and it feels right for that family too. A single parent or you, you hope, you're hoping? <laughs> yeah, she's a single parent, yeah, and she has children of her own that are, are Gone, older. That are older, yeah. which is exactly what you're <laughs> yeah. looking for. Well, we wish <laughs> the most, the best, the highest for you and your children. And thank you for sharing this. And hopefully somebody will hear your story and be moved to become closer with their own children. I because hope the so. truth of the matter mm. is you've been diagnosed. You don't know if the doctors are, are right or not. You really, we never really know how long you have to live and nobody really does. Mm. And that's the message that I hope people will get from your story. Thank you very much. My guests today were enjoying the good life, happily married with successful careers, a beautiful one-year-old daughter, Peyton, but on January 20th of 1994, during a ski vacation, Aaron made a discovery that would change their lives forever. And that discovery was? A breast lump, mm -hmm. breast cancer. Just self-exam? Self-exam. Mm -hmm. Did my self-exam, went home, had a mammogram. It didn't show up on the mammogram. The lump didn't show up on that? No. no. Younger women had mm -hmm. trouble with that. Then it later progressed to the spine and metastasized there. And then through treatment there, I had a 
near-death experience. And then after that, it metastasized to the lung and to the liver. Mm -hmm. And what do you mean by near-death experience? Um, well, the doctors all... Said you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close. Close. Mm -hmm. Didn't go all the way. Was that the moment where, I think I remember reading this about you, that you had the near-death experience of seeing the light and yes. no longer being afraid of death? And, yes. Uh -huh. I didn't get to go through the light. Light came at me and then exploded, but ever since that, the, the peace and serenity I found in that hospital room was unbelievable and just did a 180 on my whole life. Really? Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. It was before that experience. I, as you mentioned, we were just working. I was, yeah. so both of us working hard and um, busy in life. And then in cancer treatment, I focused on it like in business and just tried to get through it and keep my head down and go through it. Well, not into the near death, my stomach had exploded, not exploded, but had enlarged to over nine months pregnant mm -hmm. with the Audi belly button and everything. And the doctors told my parents and my husband that I only had a few, maybe hours, minutes to live and ended up two weeks later turning the corner on Easter morning. You um, did? Yes. Mm -hmm. And the doctor came in that morning, the blood work miraculously changed and that I was going to live. Wow. So you lost your fear of death then? Absolutely. Really? The it, peace, it was God. It was. It was God, yeah. I came from a very loving family, mm -hmm. and I have a loving husband and a loving daughter and friends, and I'm saturated in love. But the love I experienced in that near-death experience was indescribable. It gave me such peace. And I didn't want to leave the hospital room afterwards because of that, that incredible love that you just... It's magnified 10,000 times you could ever expect. And can't describe it. No. In human terms. No. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so that changed you, and you came back wanting to do what? You still weren't healed, though. No, mm -hmm. but prior to that, I'd been trying to figure out what my purpose was in life, mm -hmm. and that experience, I had several conversations with God, and it was able to get away my feeling of unworthiness, religious dogmas that had kept me having a relationship with God prior to that, mm -hmm. and clearly set my purpose was just to allow God's love and light to flow through. Mm -hmm. It was simply that, because I was worried about what I was doing. I was a venture capitalist, and I thought, oh, I need to go work for Mother Teresa or mm -hmm. give my money away. I just kept that calling and conflict. But that experience brought it down to the simple, that it wasn't matter what I did, and I think you've proven this in your, your industry, but it was how I did it. Mm -hmm. And that I, your purpose was? Just to allow his love to flow through, integrate the spirituality into 
my mental body, my emotional body, my physical body. And what she's doing today, not trying to go off and just you know, just be spiritual per se. She can find, she can make her purpose, purpose happen wherever, whatever she's doing. You don't have to doing. go to a mountaintop and work for Mother exactly. Teresa. Exactly. Exactly. Right. exactly right. That it comes I from could, what you do every day in your life. I could right. be a janitor, I could be the surgeon in the hospital. It was how I did it, not what I did. Well, Erin has been fighting to live, but it's also been preparing to die in an extraordinary way for hours and hours. She has sat before a video camera, recorded all of her motherly wisdom to guide her daughter, Peyton, who is six, when she is no longer here. I'll be watching over you. I'll be with you. You'll feel me on your wedding day. I'll be there watching you. I'll be watching there with you with your firstborn, your children, your family, and your husband. It's your children, Peyton. So when did you decide to do this? The first time that we were diagnosed with breast cancer, um, we, we. <laughs> I immediately sat in bed before the um, surgery and thought, I have so much to tell her, I can't leave now. Mm -hmm. And so I had to figure out a way to get it out because you want to tell them all 18 years worth of advice to a one or two year old, it doesn't mm -hmm. work. So um, immediately got up the next day and just started, I had to have, find a conduit. And, that's and so you dimension. started videotaping. And now you have, what, volumes God. of videotape. <laughs> I don't Divided know. into different sections. Girl talk. And the volumes of hours of videotape Erin has recorded. She's covered all the bases important to a young girl growing up. Even after her death, Peyton will be able to turn to her mother for some girl talk. Just listen to this. These are things that maybe Daddy can't teach you. And hopefully I'll be around to teach you. But if I'm not, you got information or some of it. <laughs> Try to pick up makeup that makes it look natural like you're not wearing any makeup. It's a trick where you, make, you have to work with the uh, makeup artist and make sure you work in natural lighting and make sure that the makeup doesn't look like you're wearing much. Never get your hair cut if you're going through a difficult emotional time. That's what my mom always said, or your grandma. If you're going to buy clothes, try to buy timeless clothes. Don't try to buy faddish clothes. Because the fashion clothes go out of style, and so you end up spending more money over the years than if you just bought like a classic blazer type thing or a classic dress that you know is going to be timeless. Let's see, getting guys to like you. <laughs> well, first of all, just being yourself, they're going to like you. But if you want um, to make a, a good first impression or what have you, listen to their stories. Be a good listener. And um, use full attentive eyes when you listen, like really... You know, look in their eyes, just like be affected by their stories and be excited by their stories. Genuinely, though. Now, does Peyton know that you're doing these? She does. I do journals and videos, and Doug does them well. We, we've um, really, looking at prepare to die, in my preparation, realized everyone needs to prepare to die because we all are going to die. Right. And so um, Doug started doing them as well, and we actually looked at all aspects, not just... Um, the videos. I know you talk about spirituality and God and everything. I mean, you've covered Emotional, it all. Mental. During her recordings, Erin has been very candid about cancer and its effects on her body. Hi. Hi. Mommy's hair is falling out. It's okay, just helping it. She took special medicine and makes oh, her hair fall out. I had to hook up to chemotherapy. Now they have these portable units that I can take home. 
but it makes me kind of tired. Three hours in the middle of the night, just thinking about how much I love you. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't sleep. So finally I decided, I'm just going to get up and record how much I love Peyton more than infinity. That's what we used to say to each other. You are the most. I'm going to cry because I just, you're so special. You're asleep right now upstairs, and I was going to go upstairs and just call when you sleep with you, but I'd keep you up probably. Oh, I love you, Peyton. I love you, dear. What did the doctor say about how long you have to live? Mm -hmm. It's weekly. <laughs> Depends on what the week is. We just found a new chemotherapy treatment that has extended me to now. So we just now just take it day to day. Mm -hmm. Like month to month. month, and month. So yeah. all these volumes of tapes have become a book. Or are you going to write a book? We wrote a book called Prepare to Die, Expect, Expect to, to live. live. It's breaking out how to prepare to die because we realized you know, if a doctor tells you you've only got a day, we all are sitting here with maybe just a day. Mm -hmm. And so to prepare with the end in mind, mentally, we walk through physically, doing your funeral arrangements. Everyone is a responsible parent or a loved one should do that for each other. Erin has prepared Erin and Doug for the end of her life with the attention to detail and efficiency she used during her high-powered career as a venture capitalist because it's divided into sections. Physically, plan your funeral, where you want to be buried, what yes. music you want played, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Write on an obituary and a will. I had a will, but after Princess Diana, that woke me right on up. <laughs> and really, and I, and I redid the whole will and, you know, paid better attention to it. Took some people out, put some people in. That's so true. Uh, it's true. Emotionally, tell loved ones how important they are. That's what this is for. And the tapes are, you've devoted a lot, a great deal of the tapes, of course, to, to Peyton, mm -hmm. but also to Doug. Yes, well, actually, I was doing it, and Doug goes, I want one. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. Because if, as a single parent going forward, you know, he wouldn't have a confidant like he has now. And so I just went through the issues. But you also talked about how you bless Doug in remarrying. Yes. Because you wanted her to be able to accept that and know that it was okay. Correct. Mm -hmm. And also to Doug to know that. Mm -hmm. Because you wouldn't, um, at first he was totally against it. And said, can't imagine, but um, now he's open to the concept that if it happened, because we believe in the love on earth. And mm -hmm. if you're blessed twice, that would be wonderful. Okay, so it's physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Spiritually, learn and take time to meditate, you tell her. Yes. And uh, find a spiritual mentor. Read inspiring books. Yes. What do you tell her about God? Integrated into our discussion on death. Our number one priority as parents, when we started writing this book, was to realize um, what did we want for the end in mind for her. And it was a strong relationship with God and self-esteem. And what we told her about God is that he's a loving God, and we tried to focus on the circle of life as opposed to, mm -hmm. so she, for us, we believe in a heaven and that we'll all be together afterwards and we were all together beforehand. I just thought that that was such a profound and magnificent thing you shared with us in the beginning about your near-death experience was recognizing that your purpose was to let the love come through you yes. every day in every way and that you didn't need a mountaintop experience to do it. You all just celebrated your 10th anniversary? Yes. A lot of times when there is illness, serious illness in the family, it tears people apart. Was there ever a moment where you suspected that might happen? 
we've been really blessed. Yeah. It, it, that is very common. It's really common. It's yeah. common, and, and for us, it, it, I guess it kind of drew us together because it, it, the, the challenge of it made us rethink so many things about ourselves, about our spirituality, about our relationship, and, and for Peyton, too, and the challenge actually brought us much closer. We got even down deeper than we normally would, exploring issues of purpose and the like, and the fact that we both have gone down those paths and, and found deeper purposes for ourselves and then understanding what we want for Peyton. It's been an incredible exploration. What we said is really over the past four years, I mean, we've started to live life for the first time. Oh. Even though we've had it, quote unquote, kind of had it all or we're getting there, we really didn't start our lives until four years ago. We would not change the last four years for anything, except for maybe having the realization we have right now without having the trial. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes often hard to have the realization without the trial. I, yeah. Exactly, and that's what we respected about the trial. We were honored to have the trial because we knew without that, you're not having growth. You're in heaven already. Mm -hmm. there, there's no reason to have a trial. Yes. Would your parents say the same thing, though? Yes, I, I believe so. Would you say the same thing, parents? I believe she's absolutely right. Without that trial, you don't have the realization. And I think one of the, I don't know, again, I always think there's a positive spin, but see, now you use your life. Millions of people hear you. Oh. Out of the millions of people hear you, some will get it. Right. Even if just one gets it. Well, I'm expecting more than one. <laughs> uh, I'm expecting more than one will get it, and then without having to have the trial, we'll oh. get to see. You That'd know? be beautiful. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Don't you think? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. <laughs> This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Erin has also done her best through videos to prepare Peyton for dating and marriage. When it comes to your husband, take a very, very nice guy who has a lot of backbone. A nice guy cares about you, wants to protect you, wants you to, um, to be happy in life, wants to encourage you at what you're good at. Um, but make sure he also has backbone. That you know, when, when something might hurt you, that he'll stand up for you or stand up for himself. You won't get trampled on. So it's a fine line, but your daddy, you know, well, she was raising eight children, ages 17 months to 16 years, and she was dying. And her last wish was to keep her children together, a near impossibility since she had no family who could take them all. She was a desperate mother who accepted the ultimate gift from strangers. This is no ordinary family. This is a family brought together by a dying mother's fierce love for her eight children. Yeah, he's like, hey. Blanca Enriquez turned to strangers, 
Rose and Al Malavolti to love and care for her children after her death. We were told that the mother was dying of cancer, that there were eight children that needed a home, and that the children loved each other very much. The Malavoltis had four children of their own, but always dreamed of adopting more. We wanted to adopt siblings because when children have lost their mother or father, they shouldn't have to lose the love and support of each other. Okay, you girls, pick those up, put them in the, in the salad. So when they heard a brave mother's dying wish to keep all of her children together, they accepted that challenge without hesitation. She did not ask us questions about, you know, our house or our income or um, that wasn't what she asked. She just looked very long at both of us and uh, she said, will you love my children? Okay, let's pray. She said, they are all I've ever had. They are all I've ever had. I have thought so many times of the incredible courage it would take to do that. The adoption became final this past November. Two families are now one. I'm grateful for um, my new family. I'm grateful for um, all my brothers and sisters. Thanks to a devoted mother whose love knew no bounds. Oh, I so often believe that Blanca is, is uh, smiling down upon us. Um, I really see her as a partner in this. That's an amazing story. Congratulations to you all. Malavolti family. Where, when you say you heard about the children, where did you hear? And how did you hear? We had been working on an international adoption for about five and a half years. We had an interpreter that uh, we were working with. She was interpreting our latest set of documents. And she called and thanked us for a letter of recommendation and asked if we would pray for a family that her son was helping to take care of in Texas. Mm -hmm. And I said, tell me about the children. And she told me about how much they loved each other. She read some of their Christmas letters. And I said, we'll take them. We'll take eight? That's what she said. <laughs> you all discussed it, obviously. No, Al was painting. I was on the phone. <laughs> And Al, she came and told you that you just had, had you well, had eight new children? <laughs> I was listening as she was talking, and, and I got the gist of the conversation, and I said, well, we can do that. So, so we both agreed on the phone that we would do that. That you could do that without mm -hmm. ever even seeing the children? Well, we wanted to meet the children. Wanted to meet the children. Sure. And see how it would go. And then what did you say to your biological children? Well, they knew we were in the process of looking for a sibling group to adopt. For a group. Uh, and we're working on that. Mm -hmm. Were you um, looking for eight? No. No. Uh-huh. No, but we felt uh, we were prepared for that. You felt you could handle it? Yes. Okay. Now, one of the things uh, Doug and Adam were saying, well, how do you do anything other than just feed everybody? <laughs> <laughs> because don't you just go from one meal to the next? We both work full time. And I speak on the side. I have given 15 talks this year, and I teach high school full time. And Alan has a full time job. Mm-hmm. And we have no house help. We do quite well. How do you do that? Well, everybody pitches in, mm -hmm. has chores, and uh, they help keep the house cleaned up and uh, their own rooms cleaned up and help care for everybody else. OK, so the biological children, they end up sharing their rooms with the, the new brothers and sisters? Yes. And you all were OK with that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Really? Yep. Where's Katie? And how do you feel about all this, Katie, the new family? How long have you been in the house? A year. A year? A year. And how's it working out? Good. Brady Bunch, get out of town. <laughs> yeah. 
it's working out well? Yes. What's been is. hard, though? It has to be hard. The rules. The rules. <laughs> the rules. But you couldn't survive without the rules. This, this would be chaos without the rules. Don't you agree? Yes, I do. Yeah. What's been hard for the original children in accepting the other children? It's been tough to, I guess, we always had rules, but with eight, obviously, there's a lot more stricter rules that mm -hmm. come into play. So we had to be extra nice, extra good, be good examples. Mm -hmm. And then it was hard, you know, sharing everything at first. Was it hard at first? At first. Yeah. Yeah. You have stuff that's sacred or, you know, you, you share most things, but you have things that are yours. But with eight people, ex extra people in the house, there's nothing that's sacred. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been a hard adjustment? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. Yes? What's been tough for me is because I'm the oldest in the house at the time since my two older brothers are away at college. So I've had a, a greater responsibility put on myself taking care of everybody. But I think in the end that it will definitely, it definitely has made me a better person. And I've, it's been a great getting to see all of them grow. Okay, so when mom and dad first told you, were you accepting up? I, I was so excited. You were excited? I was excited, yes. Mm -hmm. I knew that they were going to adopt, and when me and Gabriel were sitting on the steps listening in on my mother's conversation, and we were listening in and watching what she was writing down on the paper, and we were jumping up and down, we were so excited. Really? Mm -hmm. Do you find that nothing's sacred anymore either? Everybody's always in your stuff? <laughs> it's fine with me. It's, yeah, you get used to it. Okay. Be cautious of your environment. I think I talked about this last time, but use your ability to sense what's going on around you to make sure you never get stuck in a situation where you're in danger. If you see something going down, really stay away from it. Because I, my, my biggest concern is safety for you. So always make sure you have cash on you um, somewhere so that you can um, get out of there or bring a credit card so you can um, get out of there. Gossip. Try to avoid it. If a girlfriend of yours is telling you every secret about somebody else, then you can be very sure that that girl is telling your secrets to somebody else. Good motherly advice. Erin <laughs> not only has recorded a lifetime of motherly advice for her daughter, she's writing a book called Prepare to Die, Expect to Live, a checklist for us all. Do you expect to live um, to I, see the book? I just set every goal that it's set. Yes, I, I hope to. I, it's God's will. Now, what's interesting to me is you have different goals. I think I remember reading this, that you just wanted to make her fifth birthday because the personality's pretty set by five. Yes. Yes, and at the end of the fifth birthday, I cried. You cried. Because <laughs> God had allowed me to see it because four years prior, it was not looking that good that I would ever get to the fifth. Mm -hmm. But um, my mother had taught me that the personality is set by five. We believe it now. Mm -hmm. A friend calls it the clay hardening. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. What's been the hardest for you, Doug? Throughout the whole process? Mm -hmm. The hardest thing is watching Erin go through treatment. The, mm -hmm. the cancer has not caused her as much pain as the, the chemotherapy treatments. And just having to, to work with Peyton and, and kind of substitute mom when there's nothing better than the real thing has been the toughest. I'm convinced it's much harder to be my husband or my family watching, going through this, as opposed to me. Really, why? I had an experience when I was in high school where my boyfriend at the time was in a car accident mm -hmm. and I had to stand beside him thinking he was gonna die and going through a coma. That lack of control really prepared me to know what it's like to sit 
on his side. I know what pain I'm going through physically, and I can handle it. But to watch, you know, your parents watch you possibly go before them, or your husband standing there and holding me through a painful procedure where I have to scream out and him just holding my hand through it, I get the release. He doesn't. It's hard. You say that you should explain death to a child, because once you die, your spirit leaves your body and goes to heaven to be with God. And that's how you all choose to explain it. Yes. Yes. Visit a funeral with your child, and you've done that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you explain it by that the spirit's just gone. Well, one day she came in from outdoors with a cicada shell or a locust shell. Mm -hmm. I said, that's exactly what we've been talking about, how the cicada leaves the shell behind, and then we bury the shell in remembrance of that person. So when we went to the funeral, when we were burying someone she knew, we said, that the body, you know, where is she, Peyton? She said, no, she's in heaven. That's just her body going into the Which ground. Which is the shell. Yeah. Yes. It all made sense, and she was completely comfortable with it. And so it wasn't the whole thought and process of death is not a shock to her. It's just part of the circle of life. But a word of caution, we don't saturate her with the concept of death at all times. We slowly unraveled it. Oh, yeah. I know, because, I, yeah, I would think that uh, maybe some people think it's not true, though, the way it's been explained to me, that because you've done these tapes that the whole house, that's all you're ever talking about. Right. It's not. I do it when she's gone. You do it when she's gone or upstairs sleeping. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. All right. You believe that, that children should be able to express their own fears about death. Yes. And it, it depends upon what age they are. Because I'm sure in your family, you were, were you all allowed to talk about it, knowing your mom was going to die? Yes. You were? And did you talk about it? Yes. You did? Okay. Create a loving daily ritual to be shared by the healthy parent, you say? Yes. Create a charm bracelet and purchase charms to be given after the loved one's death. Oh, that's lovely. Purchase a pet for your child to love far in advance of the expected death. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, or for us, because we only had one child, they clearly have the infrastructure between each other. <laughs> but, yeah. the thing is, <laughs> yeah. The thing is about continuity, though, you know, to get something that's going to give continuity through a potential transition stability. period and stability, uh, the more that we think there is, I think it's, we stand a better chance to make it through a potential hardship with her. And that was what the dog was all about. So we got our yellow lab. I was selecting a caregiver went ahead and selected a caregiver to go ahead and integrate into our house so that she would know my morals and values and know the routines and there would be consistency there too. Wow. And the caregiver was somebody you knew? No, we interviewed for months. It took a long time, mm -hmm. long it was process. Mm -hmm. A big interview sheet. Mm -hmm. It's but a it tough was... situation to walk into. Think about it. I mean, yeah. if you're a caregiver. I know you're... you had a big interview sheet. <laughs> <laughs>
Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel